Hey there. Welcome to the in-between. We are <laughs> right as right as I said it. Off we're, the start. We're, we're, we moved the studio, which is going to be a great thing yeah. in the future. But right now, um, we've we've got a lot of kids around us. Um, that uh they're having a great for, morning <laughs> they're that's here just for, paul i told him they're here he for had four announcements sunday <laughs> he's I'm just outside crying outside crying so Man. if you hear some some uh weeping and wailing i promise the, the kids are really enjoying serve week <laughs> yeah they really are sometimes and we just need a nap it well true that <laughs> also we're enjoying this new space because it's a little bit uh Better temperature controlled, oh, and yeah. we're not too worried about falling through the floor. Yeah, that's at least less worried. That's right. yeah, less that's true. Less worried. <laughs> <laughs> Whether that's founded or not, yeah. true, true that. That's you know what? You don't, you don't know. That's right. Anytime you got the facilities guys looking at you, like I don't know, <laughs> it's bad. I wouldn't put that much faith in it. Well, Great. at least over there we were on the first floor. Yeah, that's oh, true. We, we only had a shorter distance <laughs> fall. Short distance. That's a whole. That's the whole integrity teaching Paul and I used mm-hmm. to do. You don't know. You don't can't know what's, yeah, what's behind the wall. <laughs> oh, you won't know until the right amount of pressure hits. All right. Well, <laughs> man. Well, welcome again to the in between. <laughs> hey, but I will say. Remember our. I, I will say this about having a kid cry out in the, uh, out in the just Service. outside the foyer, whatever's going on here right now. But, man, that it is a good reminder again how important it is that. We're cool with kid noises. Yeah. That's, that is a part of our culture here. Mm-hmm. Have to be. Is that we're okay with it. That's good. We're because we're we really we're we really like kids. Yeah, we do. We're we're invested in having children. And if you have children, they're gonna make noises. Yep. And if they don't, something's wrong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> mm. Or they're eating. <laughs> My kids do that rather noisily as well. Oh, so that's I don't true. That yeah, I don't I was thinking about the crying, but I think, yeah, my son often cries while he eats. Anyway. <laughs> that's, that's like yeah. our entire we'll eating there. experience with <laughs> yeah. Micah's chicken crying. Nuggets. That's it's right. not chicken nuggets you or can, a hot dog. He can, is upset. You can get up when you've eaten <laughs> or when you've cried yourself to sleep. Either one of those. <laughs> that's why I bought them a bench. So they could lay down. Just lay down on it. It's fine. Right. When you wake up, you can finish your meal. <laughs> <laughs> we don't do that anyway very cool um love the kids we are at the end of first peter one yes we did we did the um if we if we get all the way through 25 we did the math yep um we if we get all the way through 25 this week we will be averaging 2.5 verses a week yep so i'm saying that's better than eight words that's right so somewhere we made them up i think three sundays we've done six words and by we i mean i've done six words <laughs> three different times during the, of the 10 sundays so far of first peter yeah but, but they're good ones they're really good i mean oh i feel like gosh. you could do it at any point in this um yep i it mean does feel that way so once again i'm three times above the average Three times That's about right. the average. Right. Just, just just throwing it out there. Well, I mean, you what? you and Wayne are batting cleanup for... By by once again, Chris. you mean like... He's catching us up. In your life. That's like, right. <laughs> <laughs> this is... Paul is... Paul has a like a just a tendency in his life to be about three and a half times the average. That's right. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know no. where we want to go with that, but no, anyway... I was, I was trying, trying to, to decide how segways and transition into First Peter. I was like, I got nothing. <laughs> Sometimes 
I'll, I'll just say sometimes it's better to go faster and sometimes it's not. Okay. We'll, That's we'll all there is it. to we'll it. We'll just leave it there. So um, starting in verse 22, 22, right? Or did you stop at 21? No, you, st- you stopped at 22. stopped at 21, I think. About there. Yeah. About there. Anyway, we were talking yesterday, though, about how it is so important um, to, before we get into this last part of one, to recap the uh, commands. Yep. Yeah, and we're going to spend, I was told two weeks ago, make sure when we get to Father's Day to comment on the some of the Father's stuff again. So I will, I will do that. And Sunday mm-hmm. is Father's Day. That's right. For all of you mothers that are listening. I wonder if we have any. Wives. We have any wives or moms or my wife, children, daughters, daughters, Hi, your wife. Hey, babe. I don't know if Lori's listening. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm, I'm going to bet Ginger's not. <laughs> I tease Maggie. I was like, since you're a, an active podcast listener, you'll know. You'll know. And she's just like, <laughs> yeah, like just right. shut up. Uh, whatever, whatever. <laughs> like I listen to that guy talk too much. Also. Yeah, exactly. that's true. Yeah. I am pretty sure my wife it. listens to it on two times speed. So she might have missed the shout out. Okay. Uh, well, too fast. I wish I could speak. Gonna love this. She is gonna love this. Yeah, exactly. Great. Um, yeah, but we need to. We need to. You know. So those are do our traditional like, hey, moms, good job on Mother's Day, and hey, dads, you need to step it up. (laughs) Exactly, moms, you're awesome. Dads, you stink. (laughs) You stink. That's the the message on Father's Day. No. It, it's hard that when you're it. like, you know, the the standard is what it is. It's like, oh, yeah, and make sure you lay down your life for your family mm-hmm. as Jesus did on the cross. Okay, well, I'm pretty terrible at that every right. day. Great. Uh-huh. Check. Next. But I like my spot on the couch. But I like my spot on the couch. We'll have to give that up. Um. So then we'll, but that's going to fall under the second command, uh, so the first one, set your hope fully on the grace, mm-hmm. um, be holy in all your conduct, conduct yourselves with fear, and then hopefully we will get to where we are at this time, which is about loving the brotherhood. Yeah. One of the commentaries reading up a couple of weeks ago, it was kind of fascinating the way that he presented the first of these three commands, this hope fully be holy and fear God. He pointed to the fact that they're all primarily an eschatological relationship. Like they're all between you and God. Like it's that vertical relationship. And this last one and one is. And then now it's almost like Peter, what Peter's saying is like, again, this idea, since these are here, that's why we get this like so far now introduced of love. Because these exist, the way that they would exist then is they don't just extend up, they extend across. Yeah. And again, it fits into uh, Peter's at least, you know, again, whole notion that he's presenting with grace and salvation is that it, it is primarily a status we enjoy because he's made it for us. He's made it possible for us. And so now again, even when we're getting to our first commands, the fact that the first three are about your relationship primarily with God and those can only then be truly known and be truly in existence. If here's number four, love your brothers. Yeah. Yeah. And he even says it in 23, since you have been born again, Mm-hmm. References the not of perishable seed, but imperishable again. That's a great referencing the born again concept. Mm-hmm. Last, so last night, Ginger and I were working our way through the um, chosen. Yeah, which I've referenced, and I'll, I'll tell you, I realized I told Ginger I watch I watch these chosen episodes the same way I, I've watched all Star Wars movies since Episode One, which is prepared to hate it. 
like just waiting for them to do something that I could go, oh my gosh, that's terrible. I can't believe. And unlike the Star Wars movies, I have continued to be shocked at how good these are. Yeah. So last night we watched the episode with the private meeting with Jesus and Nicodemus. You watched it. Oh my gosh. Yes. It was so well done. Yeah. And, and, uh, I, again, it's one of those deals. Now I want to sit down with the script writer and go, okay, I'm curious about the changes you did make yeah. and why you did it. Like what, but the, the, the basic concept is so good. And that whole conversation with Jesus and Nicodemus about yeah. the born again language yeah. is so, I mean, Nicodemus is so like uncomfortable with it's the like, language. Wait, he keeps coming back to what? Like, wait, what? And I hope you don't mean to climb back up because, because my mom's dead. I mean, he's like, that's his line. He's like, because my mother is dead. And that's that's awkward enough. Yeah. And every time Jesus just gives him this these huge big, big smiles. smiles. Yeah. He's no, like, he's no, like, I hear no, you. I get it. I that, get that this is hard. So But you're the teacher of Israel. I know it. I love the idea of John um sitting behind yeah. a wall. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh, are you John getting this? The, spying on Jesus <laughs> and Nicodemus taking notes. That was pretty classic. So Again, I would recommend. It. I I have felt myself drawn um, nearer to Christ as I've watched these, which I, I did not expect. I think they're really good. Um, but but again, this born again language. Here we have Peter, yeah, using Jesus's, you know, one of Jesus's favorite analogies for salvation with the the born again and what all that means, the idea of being born again. So it's a, and I even. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward. That's the section I've not yet looked through the commentaries on, that section from 22 down to 25. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested to see what some of the commentaries say about the the language there. Um, yeah, be cool. I mean, it, I, it, we, we talked about this, um, though, that uh, if, if this is, if um, per, First Peter seems to be written to a Gentile audience, like the fact that he's about to quote Isaiah, um, mm-hmm. It feels a little bit like, are you going to explain that? Are you going to read the rest of Isaiah? To Right. Yeah, um, there's twofold. I don't know, the thing that hits in my mind is like, yeah, you, you think there's this, you're using this language that they don't know. And yeah. you almost want to criticize Peter then yeah. as an evangelist. But his whole point here is the word of the Lord remains forever. Yeah. Right. I mean, this is all and, he's doing. Here is we saying go. like, this is sufficient. Yeah. And so I am just going to say what is sufficient. I'm not going to add to my my own cleverness or my own, you know, again, it's, it's that notion of like, we, we don't, it's never that the gospel is outdated. No. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, sometimes we focused, you can have the, you know, error of focusing too much on the relevancy of it mm-hmm. and saying we need to make it relevant when in the truth is no, 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 no. It's in there. Yeah. It's in there. Okay, good. The gospel is relevant. Yeah. And so let's go with that. And so again, I think it is, it is again, fascinating as we mentioned, you know, the, Second to even Hebrews um, is probably behind Revelation. Is this is the most Old Testament Hebrew scripture references, you know, kind of per section right. that you get, and and yet it's to it's to Gentiles, Gentiles. largely Gentiles. largely to Gentiles. This is why I have a, a problem with um, any pastor that says that the Old Testament's not relevant. Mm-hmm. Like, where are you getting? Yeah, that? that's not. It's not feasible. You can't make the argument. It's just it's just lost the minute you start. You can make the argument. You kind of look like an idiot, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think again, it's all about where, when you read the Old Testament, where does it? Where are you putting the framework? Where is it pointing? Mm-hmm. And if, and if you have a anywhere else, if it's pointing to anywhere else other than Jesus Christ, yeah, then then pretty sure your whatever conclusion you're going to come from the Old Testament 
is going to be that the Old Testament's not relevant because yep. you're going to miss it. But the moment that you see it within the story of redemption pointing towards Christ, no, it, it's it's what we ran into Daniel. I mean, here right. we were over and over, over again, and over again, finding current events and being like, oh yeah, yeah. Daniel speaks to that. Daniel Daniel addresses this. Yeah. Oh oh yeah. Hundred years ago, Daniel Daniel addressed that too. Yep. Five hundred years ago, oh yep, he had a word to say about that. And this is again, I'm thinking because the word remains forever. And this is what this is what he's saying because we were being born again into the living, yeah. abiding word of God. Living. Mm-hmm. Not not old. Living. And it is notice that Peter does in this last verse in twenty five, the word of the Lord remains forever, quoting Isaiah. I think that one's still Isaiah. And then the next word is, and this word is the good news that was preached to you. Yeah. So again, the the language of the Hebrew scriptures is still the connection to the gospel itself, that is the gospel. That mm-hmm. that word that Isaiah references is the one that has been preached to you. Yeah. The one that got me. Yeah. It, go ahead, I, go ahead. I just looked because you were commenting on it. So Isaiah 40, 6 through 8 is there to affirm Matthew 24, 35, Mark 13, 31, Luke 21, 33. Mm-hmm. It's like this is, this is, again, why we're seeing what one points towards the other. Well, and it... I mean, if you look at the beginning part of Isaiah 40, um, this is when um, he's saying to Isaiah, you know, comfort, comfort my people. Like, Mm -hmm. God is still in control. And it's like, yeah, Mm. that's what the gospel is. Like, it it sure seemed like there for a while we didn't have a plan for this because the temple sacrifice only lasts for however long it takes for you to sin after walking away from the sacrifice which i would imagine is not very long <laughs> right you know some of us being three and a half times faster than everybody else <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, that just goes really fast Way to bring that back around um but but the, again of course peter does this because he was taught to do this by his rabbi mm-hmm. who cited the old testament the hebrew scriptures constantly and and referenced them and connected all of his messages to mm-hmm. the Hebrew scriptures that God had given his people. It's the <clears throat> the one that struck me is I'm imagining. So imagine again, a, a Gentile population, mm-hmm. first century, maybe 30 years after Jesus-ish, just guessing. So it's not like they've had a lot of time to be impacted by Jewish thought in Cappadocia than they normally would have, right? certainly by Christian thought. And you have Peter writing a letter and say this, knowing you were ransomed from the feudal ways inherited from your forefathers, not with perishable things such as silver or gold, with the precious blood of Christ, like a lamb without blemish or spot. Mm-hmm. What is that? What, what's the reference? I mean, if you're, if you're a Gentile living in Asia going like a, how is that like a lamb without blemish or spot? Like, what is that? They're really clean. Like that, yeah. What does that mean? And you could, I, I'm picturing this room full of believers reading this and there's one or two Jewish converts in the room and the, the guy, the lead, one of the lead elders reads this out loud and gets to that line and every eye turns to the Jewish guy. And is like, little help here. Like, what is, what is help? What? Or, or they don't know or, to look. <laughs> Right. Yeah, just read right past it. Read right past yeah, it. Exactly. Or no, no, I was thinking, I mean, I'm going back to verse 12 that yep. we were in. It was revealed to them that they were not serving themselves, but you and the things that had been announced to you through the preached good news by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. 
Yeah. But I almost imagine that's the same thing for yeah. the Jew or for the Gentile. It's like, oh, I get that. And because the spirit's in them or it's the spirit in one another. Yeah. And one right, of the other right. says, yeah. Oh, this is, hey. this is what this is. And honestly, like the idea of them being like, you, you remember when he said this and then him saying like, yeah, I, I, I pictured a, a, just a really clean right. lands. Like, but let me tell you what he's talking about. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it's like, uh, it's, yeah. it's like what we yeah. do to still today. Right. It's part of why we have such a thing as preaching and teaching. Yeah. Right. As someone who can help make these connections, again, as you guys know, one of my favorites ever was is the Passover and going through the Passover mm -hmm. the first time and realizing, oh, this is what this means, this is what that means, and I, I had, how did I not know all this? And mm -hmm. and so you can imagine, you know, referencing Jesus, referencing himself as the fulfillment of the Passover. At least that's what I think is happening there. That you have, you know, John the Baptist goes saying. Uh, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Mm -hmm. And so, you, again, Peter learned to do this from his rabbi or rabbis and from Jesus, and then here he's sending it to them. And And I love the idea of the Greeks looking to the Jewish members, and I'll reference this Sunday, and having one of the Jews, maybe for them the connection is new too. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, yeah. Jesus was the, wait a minute, the lamb, like a lamb without spot, a male, a firstborn male lamb without spot or blemish. Wait, you know what? He was over. Wait he a was minute. totally born in Bethlehem. Yep, look at that. And then quoting out, my picture is of the Jewish guy or the Jewish woman closing their eyes and quoting from memory, because I think they would have this passage from Exodus about the lamb shall be, the, their lamb shall be without blemish, a male, a year old. You take it from the sheep or the goats, et cetera. And and referencing that. And mm -hmm. it maybe is a cool insight even for the Jewish convert to make that link, but then for the Gentiles to be, it's all new for them. That this whole con I mean, I, I think they sacrifice sheep to their gods as well, but I don't know that they had those type of, like certainly that, that type of detail. Anyway, I just, yep. I just love and the idea of what this letter would have required first century Christians to do. Yeah. Conversations it would have created. The conversations it would have had. And I think similarly, I was glad you mentioned the Passover because in my mind I was thinking about uh, you teach frequently enough on the rejuification of Jesus. Right. right? Um, and I remember running into that the first, actually, um, for his academic pursuits, Rob Bell uh, spent most of his time doing doing just that. Yeah, kind of brief, early on. Early on. Yeah. Um, and again, it kind of proves to the, it's not necessarily that, well, you have to access this like hidden veiled, right? you know, thing over here. And now, now you can be a good Christian. Now no. you can follow Christ. I feel like it's the same yeah, thing no. anytime. Um, uh, I remember, well, being in a preaching class early on, uh, and they said, you know, they were encouraging, obviously we want you to use, you know, kind of the Greek and the Hebrew text and it needs to develop your study and you do it, but you need to present it in such a way that doesn't discourage your audience to say, well, I can't understand the Bible if right. I don't understand that. And again, and it's kind of the same thing you're saying. There's huge insights here um, that would be, you know, again, by conversations with each other and the body living up with the shared spirit, the spirit in each one of them. I mean, it could be fantastic insights that could come out of this. Right. But yet, is it sufficient by itself? Yes. Read Isaiah. It is. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's beautiful. About and the, and that's part of the word being living. Yeah, mm -hmm. right. Um, living and active. And, and part of the, by the spirit. And living and abiding word of God. Yep. Like just those two things in themselves. And why we're encouraged to abide in him. 
Um, because when you, I, I just keep going back to Isaac. I mean, we, we talked about this a little bit on, or you mentioned his, the story on, um, Sunday, whenever I was, uh, getting driven from the, um, uh, resort back to the, um, hotel. And I got to tell you like that, you you don't look forward to that two hours Mm -mm. because it's just not pleasant when you've been pampered for right <laughs> especially on the way back i feel yeah. like on the way there it's probably <laughs> like on the oh, way man. there it was frustrating because we were hungry but yeah. anyway it was it was hard because i was i was just sitting there and i was trying to be positive and i was looking out the window and i was like babe just look how beautiful this is and i said isaac we're just i mean that you're you have a beautiful country and he was like i mean just <clears throat> and out of like nowhere in my mind he went if you think this is beautiful, you should see heaven. Yep. And then he started like talking about how the streets are made of gold and the um, that the uh, gates are made of pearl and yep. and all this and like he was quoting it though, and I was like, <laughs> I I am watching this man, who you know after after talking to him, he doesn't have a seminary degree. Yep. He doesn't have um. Uh access to all the things that we have access to though he does listen to a preacher in texas i thought that was fun um <laughs> but, which one because i may need to <laughs> no just in case somebody needs some Joel good preaching Osteen. out there Joel, <laughs> no he, he Bell. but he was it, it was it was great because one of the things that he said is i just i try to stay in the word every day and i was like thank yes, you that's right isaac like holy cow and he was like i didn't i I mean, this. Mm. I say this was a conversation. He was the one, like he was preaching. To he you. was That's preaching right. to me, and I was like, Isaac, I am like, I'm listening to the gospel, like pour out of you, and I am just so encouraged. Like it was, it was fantastic. Um, it was really, it was really a fantastic thing, and I'm, I'm grateful that um, I'll get to see Isaac again. Mm-hmm. And again, I think cycling back to First Peter, it's fascinating. Here now that we're on this fourth command to love our brothers fervently or earnestly, mm-hmm. and yet we 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 truly haven't moved out of the context of suffering. No, that this idea of patient endurance and mm-hmm. suffering again, part of why it's in we, the exile. We have what we do is because we have our first three commands all about God, and we know that we can patiently endure because God is going to be faithful in doing these things. And also apparently because we're going to have brothers who fervently love us, even in our suffering. Yeah. Mm. All, all predicated on the faithfulness of God. Mm-hmm. Really good. Um, yeah, I, we just, we hope you're, whatever exile you're in right now, we hope you're encouraged and following our faithful Amen. father. <laughs>